Hello and welcome to Nick's Nerd News. This is where you come to listen to breaking news when it comes to the nerd world. That means we have breaking video game news, movie news, and TV news. If you want to hear about the latest games, the latest movies, and everything else, stick around. Because here's your host, Nick, from a tiny studio in San Diego. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. That's that's what I was saying. How are you guys doing? Huh? Today is February 21st. Yes, February 21st. You guys having a good having a good month? I mean, we got a week left. Dune is out next week. Uh, a lot of fun stuff. The year is we're deep into No, we're not deep into 2024. I'm kidding. Um <laughs> uh, we are episode 302. 302. Two. How about that? It's uh, it's it's shaping up to be a good year, though. Especially today, there was some great news. Great news at the Nintendo Direct. Obviously, that's one of our top stories today. That being Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront Two, the originals developed by Pandemic Studios, are getting a re-release on modern consoles with 64-player multiplayer. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the podcast that Xbox dropped last week about their business update and how Twitter just absolutely lost their fucking minds, which, again, no surprise. Are, are we surprised? No. No, we are not. Because, realistically, Twitter overreacts to everything. So, we're going to talk about that because a, a, quite a bit of stuff came out from that. Um, and then... We're going to talk about Marvel released the trailer for X-Men 97. And while it will pick up exactly where the original X-Men cartoon left off in the 90s, uh, it's missing some cake. And if you know, you know, baby. If you know, you know. Otherwise, those are the top three stories. Uh, While you're here, don't forget to like us, share us, subscribe, go to all the fun places. We're on all the best streaming platforms. We're on YouTube. We have a Discord. You can listen on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the big ones. Um, and then also check out our website, nicksternews.com. Uh, some new stuff's going to get added there pretty soon. I've been working on a bit of a project for it to get that up there. Also our social tabs. You guys can follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Facebook, uh, TikTok, YouTube again. <laughs> So, so we're all there. Check us out. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a share and a subscribe. Let's get to the news, shall we? 
right, so let's get right into the gaming news, shall we? Well, guess what? Layoffs continue into 2024 as the Embracer Group has warned that more layoffs are coming despite already firing, well, laying off, excuse me, 1,400 people last year. Um, they said that, wow, uh, they already reduced by 904 during the second quarter of the financial year, then another 483. So that was 8% of their total workforce. They canceled around 29 unannounced games over the year. So it that them not getting those couple billion dollars from the Saudis really fucked them over. And it just so I just I don't I don't know what they're doing. This this is the dark side of consolidation, right? And we we kind of saw it with Microsoft when they laid off uh, like 2,000 people the other a couple weeks ago too. So it's, yes, consolidation can, not in every industry does it help, right? I, I think in the gaming industry, I think it, it can, uh, it can be both bad and good. And the, this is the dark side of it because Embracer Group got so big that they were, it's like that too big to fail kind of a situation. And, and I think that's what happened here. They're, they're, they're not, they're not doing things right. I think they focused in the wrong spots. They're closing the wrong studios and focusing on the wrong IP. And they were just making way too many fucking games. The fact that they had 39 games in development. Like, what what, what the actual fuck? Okay, so... I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, last week, we talked about how Sony had no plans to discount the PS5 Slim. Yet, they do so in Europe. Then, very next day where you can get a PS5 Slim for 70 uh, 70 pounds off in the UK. Yes, it's 70 British pounds sterling cheaper in the UK right now. So, yeah, Sony. Oh, we're not going to discount it. Then goes and discounts it. Uh, Make it make sense, Sony. Make it make sense. (laughs) I'm kidding. I I don't know. Um, That's funny. Very funny. Uh, Power World devs say they're tired of the lazy, quote-unquote, lazy discourse. So uh, developers for it commented on the debate around it on Twitter. Uh, community manager Bucky for Pocket Pair. He's essentially the voice of, of Pocket Pair in the West. Um, reflected on the the game's success, saying, quote, In May of 2023, I was convinced that Power World could break the 50,000 player mark. Anything above that seemed unattainable, though. And I certainly never expected it to reach into the millions. It has taken years to get to this point, and Pal World only really began begins from here. Everyone is working hard to fix the issues and prepare new content and pals. Some of you have, may have had your fun over the last three weeks and found yourself putting the game down. That is fine. Um, unquote. But, so launch had 12 million sales on Steam. Peak concurrent player count was 2.1 million on Steam. Second highest of all time. On Xbox, biggest third-party launch on Game Pass ever with over 7 million players and a daily player peak of ju- just shy of 3 million players. Um, but it's fallen drastically on Steam since then. Um, it's the third most played game on Steam behind Counter-Strike 2 and Dota 2, but still very popular. Um a lot of people are already claiming that the party's over, obviously. So this is where the dev chimes in again. Quote, 
This is this emerging Pal world has lost X percent of its player base discourse is lazy, but it's probably also a good time to step in and reassure those of you capable of reading past a headline that it is fine to take breaks from games. You don't need to feel bad about that. Pal world, like many games before it, isn't in a position to pump out massive amounts of new content on a weekly basis. New content will come, and it's going to be awesome, but these things take a little bit of time. There are so many amazing games out there to play, you don't need to feel guilty about hopping from game to game. If you're still playing Pal World, we love you. If you're no longer playing Pal World, we still love you, and we hope you'll come back for round two when you're ready. Play lots of games, try different genres, and frequently flick through the indie libraries to find hidden gems, unquote. That is such a refreshing like reaction from a community manager of a game be like hey we get it you know we don't have all the content we're working on it go play something else hope you hopefully you come back how many devs would do that a lot of devs would just like tell their audience essentially fuck off or like and react poorly but that's a solid community manager right there that is a very solid community manager and props to him and I hope Pocket Pair retains him and pays him well, because that dude, that dude is is earning props from me, and I'm sure a lot of other people in the community. Moving on, moving on. We got our first teaser for EA Sports College Football, which is going to release this year. Uh, already teasing some of the teams that would be in it. We learned recently that Notre Dame will be in the game, um, and we will get a full reveal in May. Sometime in May, EA will have a full reveal for EA Sports College Football as the franchise returns for the first time in over a decade. I am stoked. Uh, Crystal Dynamics has shown off their new redesign for Laura Croft, and it looks to be a, a blend of their first three games with Laura and the original designed for Lara with her uh, tank top and shorts. So it, it looks like a happy medium between the two. I love the outfit. I love Lara Croft. I love the, the three remakes. I never really played a lot of the original ones. I know those just came back out uh, remastered. But I am very excited to see uh, what happens here with, with the next uh, Tomb Raider game. I know Amazon is helping... Crystal Dynamics with it, but if this is going to be her design in the new games, I'm, I'm thinking it will get a lot of people on board. Um, the devs behind Disco Elysium, which was a successful game last time I checked, uh, they're called Zed slash Um. Uh, looks like they've canceled their next game, uh, including a expansion for Disco Elysium. And it looks like several staff members are at risk of layoffs as well. Um, around 24 employees, or a quarter of all the staff, are at risk of redundancy. So they were also working on a new game, which they called Project X7. It was also a potential Disco Elysium expansion. But that is very interesting. I thought that game sold well and continued to sell well. But looks like they're not. And then... We get to the big, one of the big stories, and that's in regards to Xbox's business update that, you know, Twitter had a meltdown, well, gaming Twitter had a meltdown over Xbox's 
potential future and how everything was going to go and some of the bigger Xbox Twitter creators all like had a collective freak out. Yes, some things I kind of fell into and believed, but at the same time I'm like, I don't know, this seems all kind of jaded and conspiracy-ish. Like, I, I never fully bought into it. Uh, realistically, I was like, I'm going to wait. And I said this, I think. I'm like, let's wait until we hear what they actually say, right? Before we have a, a collective freak out. Well, quite a bit was shared, actually. And guess what? They dumped water onto all the fires, essentially. It's, it's not as bad as, as we all thought. Um, it, like, realistically, the big games are not going to PS5 yet. Um, more than likely not anytime soon. Um, they did say that four games would be going to other consoles, and we'll talk about that later because those were announced today, essentially, or yesterday. Um, but all, we also learned that their um, four games are going multi-platform. They didn't say what they were. Indiana Jones and Starfield um, are not, according to to Phil. Granted, he had a separate interview later with The Verge. We'll get to in a second. Uh, Diablo 4 is going to hit Game Pass at the end of March, so if you've been waiting to play, it will be there in March. Um, and it looks like, let me see, they are committed to Game Pass, saying, quote, Game Pass will continue to only be available on Xbox platforms, and we'll have all first-party games available on day one, unquote. So again, no need to freak out there. A lot of people thought, um, oh, going back, it says, Quote, to ensure long-term success for both Xbox and the industry as a whole, we must continue to evolve. Today we announce that we will expand the communities we reach. We are currently in the process of bringing four Xbox games to other platforms. These are the titles which have been available to Xbox players for at least a year, including hidden gems that deserve to be experienced more widely, and live service games whose communities will benefit from welcoming even more players. We'll share more details on those titles soon, unquote. So again, it was some of the titles that people thought they were, We'll get to them in a second. Uh, they confirm that they are sticking with consoles, and they are working on the next Xbox already, saying, quote, largest technical leap you will have ever seen in a hardware generation, unquote, and potential new hardware for this holiday. So there you go. Xbox is not leaving the console market. They're not leaving hardware. Like, everyone can calm down now. Uh, saying, quote, Xbox hardware will also continue to be a flagship experience for players and for game developers to launch games on with a robust and innovative multi-year hardware roadmap, including more console and controller options for you this holiday, unquote, uh, they said. So again, um, it, it's really, really, it's time to stop freaking out. Rumors are potential about a potential handheld, finally, from Xbox. Um, a digital-only Series X. We already saw in a leak. So, again, it, it, it's a little ridiculous that all of this happened and people were freaking out. And I'm not kidding. I don't know if you guys follow certain uh, Xbox people on, on Twitter or gaming people. The fanboys, the ponies, whatever the X people are called, the Xbox people are called, freaking the fuck out. It was ridiculous to go on Twitter for like a week and like, I'm, I'm quitting Xbox, burning hell, blah, 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 like all this other bullshit. It was it was ridiculous. It was funny to laugh at, to be honest. 
Um, <laughs> it just it it's really really ridiculous that that um, they all thought everything was going down in flames. It's like they're not going to just chuck their whole business strategy out the window and go multi-platform publisher only and ditch ev- like ridiculous. Um, then Phil with the Verge later that day, that same day, um, had some candid conversations with with um, I'm pretty sure Tom Warren at the Verge, and he kind of pointed at weak points um, uh, with with Xbox like Windows based handheld PCs like the Asus ROG or Ally um, thing issues there. Said the platform team was working on it. He said, quote, one of the weak points is the experience on a ROG or the Lenovo is Windows. How Windows works on controller input only on that kind of DPI on a smaller 8 or 7 inch screen, that's a real design point that our platform team is working with Windows to make sure that the experience is even better, unquote. Um, obviously that that gaming, the handheld gaming PC is is exploding right now, right? All these different companies have kind of released these Steam Deck competitors so it it's interesting for sure. Uh, then we also he was also asked about Indiana Jones and Starfield and their f- potential future on other consoles, saying, quote, "I don't think we as an industry should ever rule out a game going to any other platform. We're focused on these four games and learning from the experience. We don't have work going on on other franchises. But for anybody to stand up and say something's never going to happen, I think it feels like creating more certainty, in a world of gaming where you really want to respond to what customers want and what our players and creators are looking for, unquote. Again, this is not new to Phil. Phil's always kind of been uh, anti-exclusive in a way. Obviously, he understands it's part of the business. You, you kind of need them to drive sales, console sales. Um, but at the same time, he's been very open to things. Um, and he said, uh, let me see... I, I just, I don't, I think people are freaking out, and unrightly so, but uh, also during the podcast that they had, the official Xbox podcast, that uh, we learned that while Diablo 4 is coming to Game Pass, it won't be to all of them. Uh, if you have a Game Pass Core, which is like the cheaper one, it won't be there, um, but we did learn that Game Pass has reached 34 million subscribers, on both PC and Xbox consoles, uh, or across everything, the largest rise in um, subscribers has been on PC, though, uh, PC and mobile. So we learned all that in a quick little thing, and I think people freaked out about it. Um, and, and, and again, I, I don't know why. I don't know why they did. Uh... Let me see what else what else what else uh the dice awards were this past weekend the dice awards are a gaming awards system oh no that was the 16th so that was friday yeah that was on friday so thursday night were the dice awards and i think they have to be with the game developers conference if you ask me gdc but let's see who won outstanding achievement in animation went to marvel spider-man 2 Art Direction went to Alan Wake 2. In character, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Miles Morales, specifically for it. 
Achievement in Original Music, Spider-Man 2, Audio Design, Spider-Man 2, Story, Baldur's Gate 3, Technical Achievement, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Action Game of the Year, Spider-Man 2, Adventure Game of the Year, Tears of the Kingdom, Family Game of the Year, Super Mario Wonder, Fighting Game of the Year, Street Fighter 6, Racing Game of the Year, Forza Motorsport, RPG of the Year, Baldur's Gate 3, Sports Game of the Year, MLB The Show, Sim Strategy Game, Dune Spice Wars, Immersive Reality Technical Achievement, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Immersive Reality Game of the Year, Asgard's Wrath 2, Independent Game, Cocoon, Mobile Game, What the Car, Online Game, Diablo 4, Game Design, Baldur's Gate 3, Game Direction, Baldur's Gate 3, Game of the Year, Baldur's Gate 3. No surprise there. Um, Sakurai has put out a statement saying all of his work is officially done on Super Mario Bros. Ultimate. Um, I don't know what else they were working on. <laughs> if, uh, if he was still working on it now, even after the last DLC patch came out. Switch successor, anyone? Um, but there you go. Sakurai's done on Super Mario Bros. Ultimate. I guess dev was, development was still happening. Uh, Alan Wake 2 has become Remedy's fastest-selling game, hitting 1.3 million copies since its launch back in October. Um, rumors are swirling that Respawn is working on a Mandalorian game. And no word on if it would be Din Djarin Mandalorian or just a Mandalorian in general. Um, honestly, I would prefer like a third game in the Jedi series first, please. Before you guys go off and do another thing in the galaxy, Star Wars Galaxy. I would like both, but I would prefer another Cal Kestis game if possible. Epic, the Epic Game Store, which gave away $2,300... Uh, worth of games last year, or $2,000 worth of games last year, um, announced that they were giving out the three original Fallout games. Um, it, it's an ongoing saga, right? So they announced that they were giving them away for free, and that they would, uh, including Super Meat Boy, um, so Super Meat Boy was replaced the original release. So on Twitter or something... On an advert, Epic said that Fallout, Fallout 2, and I for, and Fallout Tactics would all release for free starting on February 22nd for a week. So starting tomorrow, essentially. That was reported by Video Game Central. So you need to log into the store, visit the individual game pages, and claim them. Getting access forever, essentially. That's how Epic Game Store works. So... Um, then we learned, like I said, via PC Games N, uh, that the free games page was updated, that it would be actually Super Meat Boy, um, during that week, and not the Fallout games. So, again, nobody knows what happened, why that was announced, but then, yes, then, we learned that it will be giving them out. Just not yet. Um, it was not, I guess they announced it too early. It is still coming sometime this year. We just don't have an actual release date. 
so you can get the original Fallout games via the Epic Games Store sometime this year, uh, just not starting tomorrow. <laughs> uh, da -da 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 -da. Post Malone has been announced as the curator for the music in WWE 2K24. He'll also be a playable character, so yes, you can play as Post Malone in the new WWE wrestling game. Uh, From Software has finally acquired the rights to Elden Ring. Uh, they fully own the trademark. So, uh, of course, From Software has also made Bloodborne, Dark Souls, things like that. They have um, earned full trademark of Elden Ring uh, via the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Um, Bandai Namco, which owned it before, switched ownership back to From Software. Uh, they signed that document almost a year ago, so it's taken that long. Um, Elden Ring, of course, announced their new DLC today, which I'm pretty sure is called Shadow of the Erd Tree. Why is there, like, no news on this? Uh, oh, they announced it. Um, I don't think they gave a release date. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, Elden Ring... Shadow of the Erd Tree will come out June 21st. It You can get the base game with the expansion for $80 if you want to pre-order the game uh, with that uh, if you haven't already bought it. Uh, or a collector's edition, which will not include the base game, but it costs $250, which you can only buy on the, the, the Bandai Namco store, um, which, which is wild to me that it's just DLC, but it also has like a statue... And some other things uh, all related to the Erd tree. Um, I guess there's a new boss. There's different things. But like I said, it does come out on um, the 21st of June. It is an expansion. And let me see. I guess there was a trailer. Um, two years to the day after Elden Ring's original launch. But... Oh, new bosses, powers, and more. And what is that? I don't know these characters, these names. Look, guys, I, I don't know. I didn't play Elden Ring. But if you're interested in it, there's a whole bunch of new stuff that came out announced for it. So I'm sure you guys will be happy. Okay, that's that's all I know. <laughs> um, and speaking of Bandai Namco, uh, we learned that they canceled... Five in-development games over the course of the year as they put most of their effort and focus into Tekken 8, which seemed to pay off as Tekken 8 sold well, got good reviews, and people are loving it. Uh, we've been waiting for the announcement for the Switch successor now for what seems like forever. And while there was a Nintendo Direct today, there was nothing about the Nintendo Switch successor. Uh, but what we've learned though, well, via rumors at least, uh, its release may have slipped from this fall to spring of next year, uh, making it a spring release for the Switch 2 or next Nintendo console or whatever it ends up being called, similar to when the Switch released. Uh, and then we've also learned via rumors that it may be backwards compatible even with Switch games. So it will be uh, backwards compatible with Switch games and whatever the new cartridge disc or whatever they end up using for the new one uh it it will be able to support both allegedly again this is all hearsay 
until we learn the truth. Uh, Helldivers 2 player count has been capped by developers uh, to around 450,000 concurrent players as they deal with server issues. Uh, Arrowhead Game Studios has capped it uh, due to server stability and uh, hoping to get the ceiling raised for the cap. My, I have a few friends trying to play it. They said they, they've been waiting hours sometimes to get into servers. Um, and they're working around the clock saying, quote, Hello, divers. Earlier tonight, we've had server-related issues with concurrent player spike. This led to some mission payouts failing, some players being kicked to their ships or being logged out. Our team is working around the clock to solve these issues. While we've been able to mitigate some of the causes, we are still struggling to keep up with the scaling that is needed to accommodate all of our Helldivers. Therefore, we've had to cap our concurrent players to around 450,000 to further improve server stability. We will continue to work with our partners to get the ceiling raised. If you have progression-related issues, please restart the game in order for things to sync back up. Thank you for your continued patience, unquote. So, Helldivers has been very successful for PlayStation on Steam, on console. Uh, as you can see, a lot of people are trying to play. Their servers weren't ready for it. Uh, big props to them. It is a $40 game, so I'm sure that's a, a lot of the reasons a lot of people have hopped in. Um, even though, what's funny is... Even the CEO of Arrowhead was like, nah, just wait. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. You won't have a good time. So that's funny. Um, they're aiming to release updates this week that will help the most serious problems. I don't know, though, about servers. Um, peak concurrent on Steam was around 411,000. Uh, high enough to pass all-time Steam concurrent peaks of Grand Theft Auto V, Starfield, and Destiny 2. Um, but again, their servers have hit capacity, and uh, a lot of people have been losing patience, and it's kind of been review-bombed since then. Uh, CEO, CEO of Arrowhead, Johan Pelstedt, has responded to on Twitter to someone who was playing it but can't afford it right now, um, saying, quote, if you have no cash, get it later. While we made a really fun game, it's worth waiting until the servers can support the capacity. I mean... As a CEO, I of course want the game to be as profitable as possible, but if you spent your last dollar and got stuck in server queues, I'd be heartbroken, unquote. Look, look at all these game devs and people being all, like, nice and shit. Like, yeah, buy my game, but wait. Just wait, especially if you can't afford it. Wait until it's fixed, bro. <laughs> That's so nice. You don't see that a lot. But yes, Helldivers 2 is doing well. Phil Spencer wishes it was on Xbox, but he understands why it won't be. Uh, but I guess a lot of Sony fans are begging for Xbox fans, um, which is funny because it reminds a lot of people of Halo and ODSTs, you know, Hell Jumpers. Um, Hell Divers is what it's called, but ODSTs and Halo are called Hell Jumpers. Uh, their motto is Feet First Into Hell. Uh, they're Orbital Drop Shock Troopers, get it? So that, you know, Anyway, uh, all the memes have been like Master Chief or, or Halo players like coming to aid for Hell Divers 2. Um, it's fun. I know it won't happen, but it's fun to see. Uh, Cameron Moynihan, who plays Cal Kestis in the Star Wars Jedi Survivor and Jedi Fallout? No, what? Whatever the first one was called. I can't think of it right now. Uh, has said that he is open to playing Cal Kestis in live action if the story is right. If it has weight and if it has meaning. So, all right, Lucasfilm, get to writing. Let's get him in the next live action show, shall we? 
<laughs> uh, Sega was asked about its Crazy Taxi reboot. They are claiming it will be a full AAA experience on their Crazy Taxi re reboot. I am fully prepared and waiting for that. Uh, Google engineers have hacked a PlayStation portal and have been able to get it running PSP emulators and Grand Theft Auto even. Um, Google engineers have, have hacked it. Andy Wynn, who works at Google on cloud vulnerability research, and Kaye Svensson, a security engineer on at Google, uh, posted on Twitter running a port PlayStation Portal running PSP game Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories natively. They did it after a month of work, which is wild. Um, it's all software-based, no hardware exploitation required, um, but they will not release this hack in the future at all, more than likely, saying there's much more work to be done. Uh, they put a bunch of videos up as well, but I don't think they would do that because I'm sure Sony would come at them very, very quickly. Um, and speaking of Sony, some analysts predict that a PS5 Pro could release and is likely to release this year uh, on it, uh, when they were on CNBC. But it, uh, I guess they 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 figure this would come after Sony admitted its console sales pace has started to fall, um, which I think didn't think they expected so soon. Uh, obviously, it would come before the launch of Grand Theft Auto 6 sometime next year, uh, which they think will help boost console sales for Sony, maybe Xbox as well. Um, but I, I just I don't know if a PS5 Pro is reasonable. A lot of people are still struggling to get the PS5, right? Or they're finally able to get it now. I, I think releasing a Pro would be like a slap in the face to consumers, if you ask me. Um but Sirkon Toto, who is the CEO of Tokyo-based games consultancy Kantan Games, told CNBC, quote, There seems to be a broad consensus in the game industry that Sony is indeed preparing a launch of a PS5 Pro in the second half of 2024. And Sony will want to make sure to have a great piece of hardware ready when GTA 6 hits in 2025, a launch that will be a shot in the arm for the entire gaming industry, unquote. But... Um, another analyst doesn't think Sony will cut the price of the regular PS5 even when the Pro comes out because of margins, um, which is wild. If they again, that would not that would not be a good move if they don't lower the price of the the base PS5 Slim or whatever the hell they call it when the Pro launches. Um, a Pokemon Presents was announced for next Tuesday. Uh, yes, next Tuesday, a new Pokemon Presents. It will be Pokemon Day, I think. Everyone is expecting, uh, announcement for a second game in Generation 9. Uh, rumors have been abound. I, I don't know if any of you guys follow the Pokemon fandom on, on Twitter or on Serebii or YouTube or Pokemon PokeLeaks on, on Reddit. But a lot of just things have been getting flown around about whatever. I don't think they're going to announce Gen 10 yet, right? Gen 10, Generation 10 will probably not be out until 2026, realistically. Um, honestly, they could tease Generation 10, though. 
A lot of people are hoping for a return to Unova. As Unova's been heavily hinted at, I mean, we technically returned to Unova in the Blueberry Academy DLC, um, the Indigo Disc, and a lot of people are hoping either for a black and white remake, it's time for their remakes. Uh, some people would want a black and white three. Uh, a lot of people want a return to Johto as well. It's about time that we get another remake set in Johto. We got three remakes in Kanto. It's kind of time for that. So rumors about a Let's Go follow-up, but for Gold and Silver. Uh, rumors about Black and White 3 or Black and White Remake. Uh, there's been talk of uh, another Legends game. Like, will it be Legends Celebi and go to Johto? Will it be Legends Kurum and go to Unova? I mean, we went to Sinnoh in Legends Arceus. So... There, there's so many things that nobody knows. And the, that great leaker, Ku, Ko, what's his name? I don't remember, but he's like a major Pokemon leaker and he's been mostly right, uh, has already hinted at like gold and silver potentially or black and white and things like that. So I'm sure we'll know more next Tuesday. Uh, the trailer for the Borderlands movie was released today. It looks it looks pretty fun. It actually has me interested. And I don't really care for the Borderlands games. So if I'm interested in the movie, they're doing something right. That's what a trailer's supposed to do. Uh, obviously, it's, been, it's being heavily compared to Guardians of the Galaxy based on music and the whole vibe. Uh, Kate Blanchett's in it. Kevin Hart. Jack Black. Uh, Borderlands movie releases sometime this year, if I'm not mistaken. Phil Spencer has uh, opened up again this week in response to, you know, physical media and Xbox, rumors of Xbox potentially leaving physical media behind. And in an interview with GameFile, which is part of Bloomberg, Stephen Totillo, wait, no, is that, no, GameFile's a new website. What is GameFile? What the hell? Is that Stephen Totillo's own website anyway um about rumors and everything going on and uh, this is what phil had to say quote gaming consoles themselves have kind of become the last consumer electronic device that has a, a drive and this is a real issue just in terms of the number of manufacturers that are actually building drives and the cost associated with those and when you think about cogs that we're going to put in a console and as you have fewer suppliers and fewer buyers, the cost of the drive does have an impact. But I will say our strategy does not hinge on people moving all digital. And getting rid of physical, that's not a strategic thing for us. Um, unquote. And um, he did say stuff, somebody asked, he asked him about rumors that they laid people off about that were in charge of physical media. Um, but it, it's funny, right? Because Best Buy officially took out all physical media from their stores. Um, we have a story about physical media in the movie industry coming up after the we switch over to that news cycle. So physical media has kind of been dying over the last few years, but actually there's been a resurgence in physical media purchase as well as everyone starts to realize, oh, shit, it's going away. <laughs> um, and speaking of that, we did learn, finally, what games are going multi-platform from Xbox. Um, 
and what we've learned is that Pentiment and Grounded are coming going to the Nintendo Switch. Um, and Hi-Fi Rush is going to PlayStation 5. Um, where are those four games? I want to get the full... Okay. Um, sea of Thieves is going to PlayStation. Um, let's see. Grounded and Pentiment to... to so, different consoles, Sea of Thieves, um, will support cross-play. So, so Pentiment is going to be the first game going to Switch and PlayStation 5, as well as PlayStation 4 on February 22nd, so tomorrow. Hi-Fi Rush will go to PlayStation 5 on March 19th. No Switch release date, surprisingly. Grounded will hit PlayStation 4 and 5 and the Switch on April 16th. And then the Sea of Thieves will be hitting um, PlayStation 5 in April. No word, though, on a Switch release there. Uh, but those are all coming to the new consoles. Uh, I'm surprised Hi-Fi Rush isn't going to be on the Switch. That's, that's the more interesting part. Um, interesting. That would be perfect on Switch if you ask me. Uh, but we've also learned that even though Xbox is committed to physical media, uh, Hi-Fi Rush's physical release and Pentiment's physical release, both were digital only, will be handled by Limited Run Games. Uh, Limited Run always does great reprints of games, and you can get a case for a game. Um, so Pentiment, like I said, tomorrow. Physical edition will be available to order starting tomorrow. On Switch, PS5, and Xbox, not the PS4 version. Um, Hi-Fi Rush will get a physical edition for both the Xbox and PS5, um, but no date yet. So that is coming to limited run game via limited run game. So yes, they are still committed to physical media. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so Shadows of Erdtree, uh, Call of Duty. May be hitting Game Pass sooner than we thought. Um, again, speaking to T Steven Totillo, that same interview that with Phil Spencer, and uh, had to do with games on ga Game Pass on day one, saying, "quote Our intent is the full portfolio of games from Zenimax, Activision Blizzard, and Xbox Game Studios will be on Game Pass day one." Um, let me see. Unquote. He said something about Call of Duty. But maybe, let's see, I, he, they made it seem like it meant Call of Duty would be as well. Um, I don't know if they were going to start that this year. If it does, it might. Who knows? I don't know. But before we head on uh, over to see what's going on in Hollywood, let's talk about the Nintendo Direct and everything that was announced. Uh, like I said, Grounded and Pentiment are coming to the Switch. A new Super Monkey Ball was announced for June. Rareware games, old Rare games are coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Epic Mickey is getting a remake for the Switch called Epic Mickey Rebrushed. Very beloved Disney game. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five Vengeance is a re-release from Atlas. Will be multi-platform. Endless Ocean Luminous, which is a sequel to Endless Ocean from the Wii, is getting was announced. 
South Park Snow Day will come to the Switch. Uh, Enter Magnolia Bloom of the Mist is a sequel to Ender Lilies, I think was the name of the first game. Mother 3 is finally getting released on Nintendo Switch Online, but only in Japan, which is upsetting uh, for a lot of people that have been waiting for... um, A lot of people have been waiting for Mother 3 to release on the Nintendo Switch Online, uh, but unfortunately it won't be hitting in the place they wanted it. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories is getting a remaster. Uh, Gundam Breaker is getting a remaster. And then the biggest announcement today and concerns one of the best Star Wars games of all time, Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront 2. Not the the DICE ones from EA, but the original ones from Pandemic Studios have been announced for coming to modern consoles. Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PC via Steam with Steam Deck support on March 14th as a bundle of the two games with new maps, characters, and more. Um... It is being done from Aspire. Uh, They've kind of upped some assets. Uh, Previously only available to Xbox players, Asajj Ventress and Kit Fisto will be available as well as several new maps uh, in the games. It will have 64-player multiplayer. And uh, so this is what it's getting. The original game is getting Jabba's Palace. Battlefront 2 will receive Bespin, Cloud City, Renvar Harbor, Renvar... Citadel and Yavin 4 Arena. Uh, Hero Assault Mode uh, Assault Mode has been updated uh, to allow you to play as the heroes on any ground map for the first time since um, a- ever. Like they didn't allow that in the original release, uh, and then it will be available for thirty five dollars and one cent. Strange price. Uh, if you already own it on Steam or on Xbox, there will be a twenty percent discount if you pre order. Uh, releases on March 14th. Oh, I can't wait. I, you know how many hours I've spent playing Battlefront 2? The original? And Galactic Conquest? The... You know, when it zooms in on the planet? Um, God, that game was so great. I can't wait to hop back in. That is definitely something I'm going to to try and get so I can play online with people. Because that, that I never played that game online. I had it on PS2. I didn't have PS2 online or whatever the hell it was called back then. So to be able to play that online is... is I cannot wait, man. That sounds epic. Um, that is it for gaming news. Obviously, a lot can happen uh, in the next few days before our next episode. So hopefully we'll have some fun stuff to talk about next week. But let's head on over to Hollywood and see uh, what's going on up there shall we all right all right what is going on well a lot so a day after marvel released their Fantastic Four news, they dropped the trailer for X-Men 97. Uh, It literally begins where the original cartoon ended. Um, The new animation style is a little jarring at first to get used to when you're watching the trailer. 
uh, especially with some of the changes in voice, especially if you've gone back and watched the, the show recently. Uh, but the trailer shows everything off. Every character, pretty much all the returns, uh, will air on Disney Plus on March 20th. But following that, there was an uproar online because a Rogue is missing her cake. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, the Rogue, the drawing of Rogue, the, the character model for Rogue seems to be missing her voluptuousness. And uh, fans are not happy. Uh, obviously, it was famous for being a meme. And while it could be different in the show, because the the picture that's been going around of her is just kind of like this weird shot of it. So she could still have it. We wouldn't know. People are just automatically freaking out. Because, again, that's what the internet does. But March 20th on Disney+, Plus, we will have X-Men 97. Uh, Netflix released character posters as well as a release date for the final season of Umbrella Academy, which will drop on August 8th on Netflix. Amazon Prime Video dropped a teaser trailer for Part 2 of Invincible Season 2, which hits the service on March 14th. Uh, John Wick is getting a John Wick experience and bar in Vegas later this year, if you guys want to experience that. Uh, Napoleon will hit Apple TV Plus on March 1st, so next Friday. Ben Mendelsohn has come out and said he really wants to play uh, Doctor Doom. I don't know if he can play a new character in the MCU. Yes, Tal uh, Talos is dead, right? His character in, um, in Secret Invasion and the Marvels and all that. But I'm wondering... I'm wondering uh, if Marvel would bring him back for Doctor Doom. Honestly, I think he'd be perfect for it. He did so great as direct director Krennic in Rogue One. I think he could play Doctor Doom well. Uh, Voodoo is, be is being sunset as uh, Fandango will be renaming the service Fandango at Home. Uh, the on-demand and TV streaming service was purchased by Fandango last year. Um, said that the change will give Voodoo... A new banner to visit. Uh, your your library movie options won't change. They're just changing the name of the service. Um, but it will just become Fandango at Home. Uh, again, after it was uh, purchased by them last year. Uh, the BAFTA Awards were this weekend. And uh, that is, of course, the British Academy Awards. Essentially what that is. A lot of big winners. Uh, Oppenheimer won Best Film, which is we're starting to see what the Academy Awards might end up being like. Uh, Outstanding British Film went to the Zone of Interest. Uh, Outstanding Debut by British Writer, Director, or Producer was Earth Mama. Savannah Leaf was the Writer, Director, Producer. Uh, film not in the English language, The Zone of Interest. Uh, documentary, 20 Days in Mariupol. Animated film, The Boy and the Heron. Uh, director went to Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Screenplay went to Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, original. Ad adapted went to American Fiction. Leading actress went to Emma Stone. Leading actor to Killian Murphy. Supporting actress, Divine Joy Randolph. Uh, supporting actor, Robert Downey Jr. Original score, Oppenheimer. Casting, The Holdovers. Cinematography, Oppenheimer. Editing, Oppenheimer. 
production design poor things, costume design poor things, makeup and hair poor things, sound the zone of interest, special visual effects poor things, British short animation was Crab Day, short British short film Jellyfish and the Lobster, and Rising Star Award went to Mia McKenna for Mia McKenna Bruce. Um, but the BAFTAs, both uh, Poor Things and Oppenheimer, cleaning up. Cleaning up. Madam Webb has nosedived at the box office and just in general. Um, it currently has one of the lowest ratings for a Marvel film. Um, it is the lowest rated... Um, it is the lowest rated Spider-Man film. It's 13% on Rotten with a 56% user score. I don't even want to know what the Metacritic is because I'm sure it's atrocious as well. Um, and that is just... Whew, oof. Ooh, generally unfavorable. I've never seen a score this low. 26 on um, Metacritic and a 2.5 user score. That is, whoa. That is rough. That is rough. Um, yeah. It is also was the first movie in over a decade for Marvel to not open at number one at the box office. Yeah, that's right. It It's... It's not doing well at all. Um, Jesus. It only grossed $17.6 million over the three-day opening weekend and only 25.8 over the six-day period. That's via Variety. Worst opening for any Spider-Man universe movie, including Morbius. This Morbius did better than this movie. Morbius made $40 million over its three-day debut in 2022. Um... Bob Marley, One Love, earned uh, a lot more, and uh, it earned $27.7 million over its three-day weekend, $51 million during its six-day stretch, and uh, $29 million overseas, which Madame Webb only made $25.7 overseas. So, that is, uh, it's the first Marvel-based movie since Fantastic Four, the reboot for Fox, to not open at number one. This movie is so bad. I mean, are you surprised? No, Madam Web is garbage. Please do not support Sony in their nonsense. Unless it's the animated Spider-Verse films. Speaking of, of more Spider-Verse, uh, Silk, Spider Society, which was being produced at Amazon Prime Video uh, as a spin-off series of Spider-Man, uh, their writer's room is apparently on hold right now. Um, it is still in active development. Uh, via the Ankler, the writers who were part of the team said they've been released to pursue new work um, while the pause is taking place. Showrunner will remain in place. Um, that was... Uh, so this is... There's already been issues with this this show as they didn't resume work after the strike ended. So the, the WGA was kind of going, what the hell's going on over there? Um... They were supposed to begin working last month, um, but then were told of the pause. They were already a few episodes deep into writing before the strike began. 
Um, oh God, they're gonna refocus it for more male skewing. Um, I just just make it good. Just make it good. Uh, what, uh, 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 Pokemon Concierge is getting more episodes, so that's happening. I think people are happy about that. It's a great show. Uh, Stephen King has called out Warner Brothers for being shady once again with holding on to a movie. Um, namely, Salem's Lot, which is a remake of an old movie called Salem's Lot, which they're both based on Stephen King's book, Salem's Lot. Uh, Stephen King said he saw the film, saying, quote, Between you and me, Twitter, I've seen the new Salem's Lot, and it's quite good. Old school horror filmmaking, slow build, big payoff. Not sure why Warner Brothers is holding it back. Not like it's embarrassing or anything. Who knows? I just write the fucking things. <laughs> Unquote. Um, I guess... I, I don't understand why Warner Brothers is holding on to movies again. It was supposed to come out in 2022, then push it to 2023... And now it's been removed from its schedule entirely. They're, I'm tired. I'm tired of this this tax write off shit. That that needs to change. They they can't make a movie and then take a tax write off and not release it unless it's actually horrific. Um, speaking of Warner Brothers and Max, uh, Aquaman two will hit hbo max or max whatever you want to call it next week on the 27th so you can watch it at home if you didn't see it in theaters uh linda hamilton was being interviewed with uh by business insider and was asked about the next terminator movie that james cameron might be working on uh she said quote i'm done i'm done i have nothing more to say the story's been told and it's been done to death why anybody would relaunch it is a mystery to me but I know our Hollywood world is built on relaunches right now, unquote. Um, look, I she's not a great actress, let's be honest. There's there's a reason she hasn't been in many movies. Um, but I I uh, it it this is not the first time she said that. She said it back in 2020 after Dark Fate didn't do well. I thought Dark Fate was a good movie. That was one of the best, better Terminator movies as of late. Um, James Cameron has thought about rebooting it completely, but I, I just—it's not. I don't. I don't know why we need to reboot Terminator. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Well, just maybe erase some from our memory. But the first two are fine. Great movies, actually. Um, True Detective: Night Country just wrapped up its its season. And uh, it's six episodes, and we've learned that it was the most watched True Detective season of the show. Um, it is an anthology show. I haven't watched the new season yet, um, but it is the most watched season for the HBO network uh, so far. Via Deadline, the season finale of Night Country drew 3.2 million viewers across HBO and Max, marking a season high for first night viewership and putting an end to the most watched season of True Detective uh, with an average of 12.7 million cross-platform viewers per episode, um, which puts it ahead of the show's first season, which previously held the record uh, with around 11.9 million tuning in per episode. Um, a lot of people like it and gave it praise. I haven't watched it yet. Um, 
It's the first season without the creator, Nick Pizzolatto, uh, serving as a showrunner or writer or anything like that. Um, he didn't have any input, but he was still an executive producer. Uh, and then decided to just blast the show on social media, saying like some really ridiculous shit and sharing other people's views of it. Enough that the star of Night Country, Callie Reese, uh, called it a, quote, damn shame, unquote. Um, on Twitter, saying, quote, that's a damn shame. But hey, I guess if you don't have anything good to share, shit on others is the new wave, unquote. He's been saying some really weird, nasty things about the show. Um, I mean, my guy, you quit HBO. That doesn't give you the right to, like... He put screenshots of the of on Twitter and Instagram. Dude was losing it. Um, couldn't give it up, I guess. Could not give it up. Uh, the... Blade Runner 2049 sequel television show Blade Runner 2099 is expected to start filming in April. Uh, they even hired a, a director that did some episodes for Shogun, the new FX show that premieres next week. Uh, Sam Mendes was announced as the director of four separate Beatles movie biopics, uh, which has led to the proliferation of the phrase Beatles Cinematic Universe. And uh, it's been trending on social media. The BCU, if you will. Um, Sam Mendes will direct four individual films focused on each member of the Beatles and their uh, their life, essentially. Uh, so John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr all announced simultaneously. Um, each film will focus on one of the music legend's points of view and tell their story. Um Via a tweet, it says, quote, The films won't go beyond the band's 1970 breakup, but McCartney, Starr, and the families of the late Lennon and Harrison have granted full life story and music rights. Whoa. That's crazy. Um, Sam Mendes said, quote, I'm honored to be telling the story of the greatest rock band of all time and excited to challenge the notion of what constitutes a trip to the movies. Unquote. Um, no timeline or release date. Uh, we don't know if they'll come out together, apart, but um, <laughs> someone's like, this will lead to a, on Twitter saying, a scratchy DeRose on Twitter said, quote, this leads straight into the fifth film called The Beatles, and then there'll be start of the BCU, the Beatles Cinematic Universe. Yoko Ono will then get a miniseries on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Unquote. That's great, man. Um, that's really great. Some people have some good jokes, but yeah, uh, the BCU, the Beatles Cinematic Universe. Uh, concept art for a Batman Beyond movie was released today. Um, Spider-Verse visual development artist Yuki Demers revealed that uh, he and Patrick Harpin, a director of My Dad the Bounty Hunter, approached Warner Brothers in DC about five months ago with a pitch for their Batman Beyond project. Um, being animated, and they said, quote, before we pitched, they warned us there's absolutely no way we can do a Beyond movie. But they loved our enthusiasm, unquote, Demers said, saying, quote, we pitched the outline for the entire film, and what started as a never turned into a maybe. In the meantime since, we've been pitching our, on our way up the company, hoping to get to James Gunn, but for now, 
Here's a taste of what we've been cooking, unquote. Uh, three different pieces of concept art. So they haven't met with James Gunn yet. Whoever said no, James Gunn should fire right away. Because this movie would make hand over fist so much friggin' money. Especially if it's done similar to how... Um, similar to how... Uh, uh, what's it called? Um... Uh, uh, Spider-Verse. First off, the images, it looks like it's got a Spider-Verse vibe. The images alone, if, 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 oh my god, this looks amazing. Honestly, and if you get, like, the same, if you get the same voice actors, obviously Kevin Conroy can't play an old Bruce anymore, um, but that movie would make fucking gangbusters. I'm sorry, it would. I, whoever at DC or Warner said no, is an idiot. And I hope James Gunn sees this. He will, because he's on social media. But we'll see what happens. Um, Disney, in a major, major shakeup to its business, has signed with Sony to take over their physical media production. Um, which means uh, Variety and Deadline have confirmed it via Digital Bits. And it will be a licensing agreement in which Sony will, quote, market, sell, and distribute, unquote, Disney's new and catalog releases of DVD, Blu-ray, 4K Ultra in the U.S. and Canada, and manufacturing. Um, Disney will continue to handle digital media. Nobody knows if it will lead to layoffs in Disney's physical media department. Um, the Disney Movie Club will also cease to exist, which I didn't even know that was really a thing. Um, apparently it's been around for 20 plus years. <laughs> uh, that will end on May 20th. I guess that was a deal where you could get like Disney, physical Disney movies. Um, the announcement said, quote, we have made the difficult decision to close the Disney movie club. We will miss the opportunity to serve cherished Disney fans like you, unquote. They have a lot of movies that you can only get through the movie club that you can't get anywhere else. Um, again, this is a huge blow. Everyone says it's a blow to physical media. But if Sony's going to still keep producing it, it's only a blow if they don't make all of it or they cut back. Maybe they'll do more. Um, but I, a lot of that stuff they made physical is on Disney+, Plus. but again, you don't own it. Uh, but Sony is taking over. I had a friend at work who joked, maybe they traded Spider-Man for this. <laughs> um, so Marvel can get Spider-Man. Just like when... They uh, traded Al Michaels for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit to, to NBC. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's fucking hilarious. Um, after David Leitch was in talks to the direct the next Jurassic World movie, which is somehow coming out next year, uh, those talks fell through, and now it looks like Gareth Edwards has stepped into the role. For someone who didn't want to direct franchise films, he's now in his third major franchise. The man did, the man created uh, the modern American version of Godzilla. He did Star Wars Rogue One, which is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And now he's doing a Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic World movie. Again, one of my favorite franchises. So I think Gareth Edwards will do very good justice to this. We've also learned that Marvel is ditching Kang. Uh, rumors are swirling about either if it had to, if it was started to happen before 
Jonathan Major's arrest and firing from Marvel or uh, after that. Uh, Marvel is reportedly looking to change Avengers 5 from Avengers the Kang Dynasty to something else entirely. Via the Hollywood Reporter, it will no longer be called that. Um, sources claim Marvel, though, was making moves to, to change it before, after Kang disappointed in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, but, again, we don't know how true that is entirely. Uh, Majors was, of course, fired late last year after he was found guilty of one count of assault and harassment in December. Um, they didn't recast Kang or anything like that, but it looks like they are shifting away from uh, Kang. Maybe they'll go to Doctor Doom. I don't know. Uh, we also learned that... Warner Brothers has doubled the production budget from the first Joker to Joker 2, spending around $200 million. That is not a movie that requires a budget that large. Uh, Variety uh, is reporting that, that the budget is $200 million, um, which is more than double the first, which only costs around $60 million to make. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, though, is getting $20 million of that. To reprise his role, uh, Lady Gaga getting around twelve million. So there you go, thirty-two million of it is uh, being spent on actors alone. But Warner Brother uh, Joker, of course, made a billion dollars for them. But to spend two hundred million dollars on the sequel because it's a musical, I don't know how I feel about that, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and then our final bit of movie news tonight is that uh, Ballerina, the upcoming John Wick spinoff, has been delayed to insert more action sequences uh, after David Leitch took over creative control of the franchise uh, for Lionsgate. And then uh, it will be replaced with the Crow reboot, which is finally ready to be released, I guess. Uh, that will release in June. Ballerina has been pushed to July of 2025. That is it for, for news today, folks. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, episode 302. Today is February 21st. Um, but uh, don't forget to check out the website. Like us, share us, subscribe to us on any of your preferred platforms. We got social media. Give us a follow. And I uh, can't wait to talk about whatever's in the Pokemon Presents next week. So other than that, catch you guys on the flip side. This has been a production of Nixner News. Please do not use without implicit faxed permission. And yes, that means.